Welcome, everyone, to the Chief Yuya podcast. This is Chief Yuya, and um, of course, uh, we are entering into a new phase, if if only by calendar and only by date. Um, it's not the new year. All of you are new people who are thinking, you know, it's the new year. We're not in the new year, but nonetheless, uh, we acknowledge it just for archival purposes. But in this segment, I want to speak about something that uh, is very timely and very important. So, you know, when I speak about archive, there's a reason. But uh, what I really want to speak on is the seriousness that we are being urged to approach our practices with in this time and and in this dispensation. You know, there's a concept that I explored some time ago. Uh, through a segment that I was doing by the name of Thunderground Thursday. And in that segment, I uh, started to get deeper into just more practical hands-on things that maybe are, are not so esoteric or abstract, you know, or are as deep and uh, deeply grooved into the ideas of metaphysics and, and things like that. But just, you know, feet on the ground, trans transformative, pivotal uh, experiences that we could uh, engage in even on our own or with uh, those who we care about. And really, in those segments, I was striving to maybe get people to look at their circumstances and um, look at what some of the faith catalysts or faith catalysts that they may have around them that could help them to really suss out what their own defining moments were. So I know sometimes that can be a bit tricky. And, um, you know, when those pivotal circumstances come in front of us, of course, we, we don't want to ignore them. But sometimes we're not prepared for them. And we're not prepared because we haven't taken ourselves or our walk or what we say we are, or who we say we are. We haven't taken it seriously. And the life that we live that we live has the potential to impact our faith, whether good or bad. And um, sometimes we, we spend a good bit of time discussing uh, what we should be doing, our relationships to ideas, our relationships to spirituality, uh, sometimes even our personal bouts that we go through um, with the, the, the little surprises that life sometimes throws at us. And um, we might arrive at certain conclusions that we then interpret a lot of times through uh, spiritual, spiritual eyes. But sometimes we don't really look at the practical and hard set things that were already put in, for, in front of us to do that we chose to ignore. And the lack of seriousness is uh, really coming back to bite a lot of people. It's really coming back to bite a lot of people. I've been witnessing this within my own movement, Our New Life Global Ministries, for a few months now. Uh, we've had to uh, make some serious changes. Well, I can't even say serious, not even serious. Uh, but we've had to make some changes as to how we do things, how we present information, and even who we, who we allow to be a part of the ministry. You know, sometimes uh, it's those are very difficult decisions 
to make um, because we have an idea of all inclusivity. And without realizing that, there's a spirit that has been placed in certain people towards um, the information that the hierarch energies are sending and pushing into the skulls, into the, into the mental spaces of certain people. And those certain people, because they're comprised of more uh, divine material, material or deity material, they begin to go out and to create and to build and to share and to teach like deities do. You know, someone asked me that the other day. Uh, I was, um, they, were, they were emotionally distraught, one might say, um, disturbed in the moment. And um, they were saying some, some things that were pretty disrespectful. And I had to remind them of the assistance that they were given at one point, you know, by myself, by my, my movement. And they said, well, you know, why did you even do all of that? And I, and I had to say, because that's what I do. That's what I do. You see, every, everyone has something that they do. They have something that's uh, innate. And you find it's interesting a lot of times when people are doing good things, they have to, you know, people want explanations. You know, like when I'm out places, I don't, I don't really drink or smoke. And oftentimes, you know, people want to know why. Why don't you smoke? Why don't you drink? You know, um, the answer should, should be pretty easy. There's really no, um, there's really no good reason for engaging in those acts. I mean, if you do that, that's fine. If you like to drink, if you like to smoke, sure, that that's what you like to do. But you, you, I'm sure, can acknowledge that it's a, it's a, um, it's a modality of recreation. Hopefully, it's not therapeutic. If it's therapeutic, then you have a different kind of issue. But it's not something that's compulsory. When you become an adult, you have to start smoking cigarettes or, you know, you have to start um, drinking hard liquor. You know, so often people are bewildered when they come in contact with those who have a, a certain internal compass and a certain internal code that says, this is how I'm going to respond versus those who are moving in a more bestial, reactionary way. You know, so... We're in a time now with those who are responding uh, to the divine call, not reacting, you know, because a lot of times the reaction just causes people to hide from the call or lie about their investment and reflecting what that call urges. But those who are responding, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching and not just uh, I knew people, but, you know, I, I watch and I have uh, people I work with from many different traditions. And um, we often find we're saying some of the same things, honestly, uh, when it comes to the to the human part. You know, when it comes to really um, distributing information and contracting relationships with individuals inside of a of a ministry, um, you know, oftentimes there's a there's a there's a there's a power dynamic that's pretty similar across the board, you know, in terms of maybe what people are not about to do, <laughs> you know, what they're not willing to do. 
um, what they say they're going to do, how they respond and react when um, they're they're really confronted with the reality of what it is that they they're doing and don't want to stop. And um, of course, every organization and every movement responds to that differently. You know, it's you know you you get in when you fit in, right? As they say. And I can say for Anu, we're coming into a place now where, and, and I'm saying this for anyone who's uh, ha- has an internal challenge right now in considering putting in that application and going to our night, anulifeglobal.org and saying, hey, I want to be a part of this ministry and I want it to uh, impact me because it's, maybe it's already impacted me and, and I see a day approaching where I, I need to be encouraged by others and I need to encourage others and and start to kind of get into the lives of people who are like me so that we can spur each other, you know, towards good things and good models. For those who are considering um, moving and encouraging yourself towards the love and, you know, the um, excitement towards good deeds and being a part of that, let me say this. Um, in this day and time and in this season, I knew is demanding change. Demanding change. I want you to think about what that means. You see. And that hasn't been happening. That hasn't been happening. So, of course, this message is for my Anu people and for my potential Anu people. There are people who have imagined that they can bring their current dysfunction into this environment and it should be allowed to thrive because this is who I am or, or the, um, the ever existing, uh, one that people use, uh, I'm working on it. (laughs) Some things don't take that long to work on. You shouldn't, you you shouldn't have been inside of, uh, any kind of higher level information or calling yourself an occultist or a metaphysician or I'm a spiritual person and, You've been doing that for five years or for 10 years or for even three years, and you still have a nasty disposition. You still have no coping mechanisms. You still have no emotional control. You still have no spiritual discernment. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't. It really does not take that long. You know, you're staying that way on purpose. Now, either because you're attracted to the exoticness of the environment and you want to come in there and stir up trouble, you know, or you're you're escaping. I did a segment some time ago on total submission, which speaks about that. Those people who hop from movement to movement to movement to movement, and they continue to have the same experience, and they blame each movement before, you know, acknowledging and taking accountability that, no, it's not the movement, it's me. I refuse to change. I refuse to take on the good values that are presented inside of this environment because of my own defiance, because of my own wickedness, because of my own rebelliousness, you see. And it's not everyone has time for that, especially when we're looking at some of the things that are happening in today's times. You know, between the shootings and the suicides and the drugs and the lawlessness and the spiritlessness, you know, and and the destroyed and desolated family environments and the desolated people, you know, um, 
if you're a, you're a leader and, and you're working with people, you know, you don't have time to play with those who are playing. And, you know, a lot of that, I'm going to tell you something to, to be mindful of. Um, a lot of times people are seeking their glory or maintaining the glory that was given to them by their, their, their lower nature. And the materialism of the world will always support and encourage and embrace that lower nature. You know, I, I look at some of um, some spiritual people, people who call themselves teachers or, or not even just spiritual, quote unquote, cultural people, cultural leaders. And I look at how they facilitate certain conversations. And a lot of times um, they, they create these environments where um, the idea of abundance and gain becomes paramount inside of that environment. And sometimes they even name their organizations or their ministries after things like abundance, <laughs> you know, abundance ministry, abundant this or whatever, you know. Um, so this this idea of being able to gather and, de- and develop a world where you rationally can say that the world owes me these huge dividends, you know, and as long as I stay within the provincial um, role of my faith, then I can demand these things. And a lot of times what's happening in that moment is that people are using the secular environment or the worldly environment to validate what it is that they're doing inside of the spiritual environment. I spoke about this recently when I did the Christmas segment and I said, um, you know, you have this this concept of like, I'm woke as F-U-C-K. Just even, even a statement like that. So I want you to see that, you know, I'm woke. Not that I'm awakened, not that I'm aware. But if I say it like I'm woke, then you still think that there's still some street in me. There's still some toughness in me. There's still some 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 level of, of grassroots co- connection to a slum mindset. Because I'm illiterate. I have to say, I, I, I was woke. I was woke now. So it's cute to be illiterate. And then, and then to use profanity at the end to add just that, a little bit of hostility there. You see? Because, of course, there's, there's nothing amazing about eloquence. There's nothing amazing about grace. There's nothing amazing about decorum. There's nothing amazing about that. What's amazing is how I can read 50 books, listen to 100 podcasts, go to 200 lectures, and still speak as if I have a first grade education. That's amazing. You see, and and in that, what we're doing is we're constantly pulling ourselves and creating this drive towards our own de-evolution. And we don't couple ourselves with our growth engines. We don't leverage the power of our growth engines. We don't leverage the power of the authentic communities that we could create if we encircled the better information, encircled the better values. Instead, we encircle what characterizes the lower values. 
You see, and it may sound like I'm exaggerating on some of this, but just consider this. You know, look at look at some of um, even when you see some of the spiritual music or like conscious music that comes out. Right. A lot of times what people will do is they'll take something that's spiritual and they'll dirty it up to show people that we're lit too, or we're live too. You see, or we turn up too. Yeah, I may be in a shrine all day. You may see me with these candles. You may see me with these beads, but I turn up. You see? So who do you want to validate you in an idea like that? Who are you looking to validate you? Well, you want the bestial world to validate your growth. You want people to know that they can bring that bestiality inside of the shrine because we turn up too. We're just as illiterate and ignorant inside of this environment as we were outside of this environment. So don't worry. Come on in. (laughs) We have a place for you. Don't clean up. Don't get your mind right. At least right enough to be in the environment. Don't do any of that. Just come in as filthy and as wild and disgusting as you are. I shouldn't even use the word wild. That's almost a disrespect to the the term wild because I don't have a problem with wild or wilderness. But, you know, there are relationships that we maintain um, that are relationships that keep us connected with the downturning of our personal serpents or the downturning of our greatness. You see. And we may be approaching ministries, approaching um, communi- uh, communities or organizations that are equipping us and training us in order to be better people. But there's always this internal or mental backdrop of uh, what cannibalizes us because it's eating us from inside out. You see, and there are some who will continue to be agents for that way of thinking and that way of, of, of being. They enjoy being agents for that. So as soon as something occurs, that's the first thing that comes out of them. The vulgarity, the ignorance, you see, as if that's supposed to move you. But I was thinking about this the other day. Somebody was complaining about something. One of my one of my uh, clients had joined the organization and he was complaining about some of the things that weren't happening and. They weren't listening to him and this and that. And I said, well, I said, how how far have they come? And he was saying, what do you mean? I said, well, you're not really qualified to complain if you weren't there in the beginning. How far have they come? What What is their story? What's their journey story? It's not fair for you to just come in and say, oh, man, I'm in this organization and the, the typesetting is crooked. You know, and and I went to the website and the website looks cheesy and this and that. And they don't really have a social media presence. And we're meeting in this building and the building doesn't have any heat. And and I said, well, how far have they come? You see, and that that tells you one of the, the first signs that you're dealing with a narcissistic personality. That's a that's another piece we'll, we'll cover at some other time. But that constant complaining about where we are without really acknowledging where we've come from, because you don't know a person's journey. 
you have no you have no clue. I've had to speak to people about that even in my own ministry when they've commented on other people. Say, so wait a minute, you, you don't know where that person has come from. You don't know their journey. You see, just like you may look at, you know, I was I was on a, a van one day. I was taking a, a group of students somewhere. And uh, we were talking about food and things like this. And there was a guy um, coming out of like a, it was like a fried chicken spot. And uh, he was coming out with this chicken and he was eating it, you know. And one of the students was like, I hate when people do that. I hate when people, they're touching doorknobs and stuff when they're eating. And I said, wait a minute, don't, don't speak about that man like that. You don't know, you don't know where he, you don't know his story. That may be the first meal he's eaten in days. You don't know his story. So before you say, oh, he's eating fried chicken, you don't know his story. Find that out first. Or here's here's a better thing. Mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) So, you know, when we speak about a time for seriousness, man, um, we're, we're in a time now where the difference between ourselves and the secular environment have to be more apparent. And if they're not, it's going to come back on us in a, in a real strong way. And perhaps maybe um, you don't want an extraordinary difference. Maybe you're still apprenticing inside of an environment that brings out the worst in you. And that's fine for you. You know, maybe uh, there's certain categories that you seek to be inside of. Um, but for, for us and I knew we're looking for people who are dependent and teachable. And who have a serious mind for this growth and a serious conviction for the models that we've adopted and are ready to to be a part of this experience on a need to know basis. Now, what does that mean? That means that you immediately get thrust into an environment where you have to do something. So therefore, I need to know how to do this because you don't put me in charge over this committee. You don't put me in charge over the prison ministry and I ain't never wrote a letter a day in my life. Well, now you need to know how to write a letter. That's a model that I that I practice. I've practiced it for years, and people and I knew no. I'm I'm gonna put you trial by fire. And what happens is a lot of people tend to get sick, <laughs> and 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 fall by the wayside. And then some do what they need to do just to to rise up to their birth order in true personality in the divine, and they become people who know. You see. So this is a time for seriousness and this is a time for serious people because I promise you there's an emotional, mental and spiritual purge that's happening right now and there's a there's, there's spirals of lies that people have wrapped around themselves spirals of lies and now the rap, it's unraveling and you're seeing the disgusting berserker that lies inside of those spirals. You're seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm watching it. And all it does is affirm the movement forward. It strengthens the movement forward. It strengthens it forward. Because if the closer you get to where you're supposed to be, the more the light of the divine is going to chop away those who should not be present. You see? And sometimes it's personalities or appendages inside of yourself that are going to be chopped away and you have to make a decision you know are you are you willing to 
um, allow that level of change and make yourself available to what it is that you've said you've devoted yourself into? Or are you going to focus on what you're not and what you don't have and what you can't do? You see, see, so for me, I go I go to my sacred spaces and I bring what I have and I let that be multiplied, multiplied and produced into something. You know, I don't I don't say, well, hey, I can't go to my sacred space because I don't I don't have the best offerings. You know, I don't have the best me. I don't have the best uh, way of communicating. I bring what I have and let it be multiplied. You see, like there was a story about somebody bringing five loaves of, of bread and two fish. You see, and when they were told to feed the people, that person didn't say, well, how much do you have to feed? They said, just feed the people. They took it upon themselves to say, well, we only got five loaves of bread and two fish. He said, all right, man, give it to me, man. I, I, let me show you what I do. Let me multiply it. You see, so it's the same thing with who and what we are. There's an increase that's available. Bring what you have and be serious minded about what you bring in. And don't let anyone else distract you into anything else because they're berserking and losing control and losing grip because you're waking up. Let the berserkers just continue to spin off the cliff into the abyss because everything has an expiration date. Everything. And you don't need to extend it. Because what happens when you eat or drink things beyond its expiration date? Then you become sick. But the, but it continues to live on because it feeds on you as the host now. Becomes that sick bacteria inside of you. You should have just threw it out. Threw it out. You know, you should have thrown it out. So, like I said, um, I just really wanted to speak to those who are considering coming into Anu and those who are in Anu. This is a time for seriousness. And some of you may just listen and say, oh, that's cool. And then mope to the next thing. But as you start seeing changes, you'll understand. You'll understand. No one has a time we should be preparing and joining together and doing things together because of the seriousness of the times around us. And just continuing to talk about things that you're not doing is not good. It's not good. You know, to talk and talk and debate and debate and spout your opinion about things that you haven't even put your hand to. There's no space and there's no room for that at this point. You know, we're living in a time where the men are getting lazier and the women are getting crazier. You see? You heard that cock crow. The men are getting lazier and the women are getting crazier. You see? So it's time to extract yourself from that way of thinking and that mindset and be serious about what we're building here. Because this is not an online thing. It's not a YouTube thing. It's not a podcast thing. You know, and for those of you who have been serious and joined, you see it. Because like I said, there's a spirit that's in some. There's a spirit that's in some chiefs and some leaders of communities or in some coordinators of communities, which I consider myself a coordinator. And there's a spirit that's in those who can hear what's being said to them. And some don't have it in them. They never have and they never will. It's just not in them. They they may have the ability to put it on them, but it's not in them. 
And don't be fooled by those because you'll end up standing waiting for a bus along with them that's never going to show up. You see, you'll, you'll end up staring down the barrel of your own inadequacy and instead of staring down the barrel of your own spiritual gifts and endowments that have been placed inside of you. And that should be a catalyst towards what it is that we're talking about doing. And that those are things that you have to ponder on. You have to give yourself permission to function at that level and be okay with saying, you know what? There's nothing really inside of this temporary world that I need to identify myself in and with and, and embrace. I don't need to bring any of this along with me. You see, I can confess at this point that, you know what? This is all distraction. You know, and my spiritual or my cultural expression it shouldn't look like anything in the secular environment. It shouldn't look like anything in the world. I don't have to do a hip-hop version of an Ariki. I don't. Because some of these environments that I'm looking to show that I have some level of validity inside of are the playground for set. Set is materialism, is thought, is ego. Listen to some of the music that we love so much. It's just filled with ego, with, with, with ego-driven bragging. Where is the spirit in that? It feels good. I just like the beat. Well, what a part of you likes to beat because this is how you get possessed. You get possessed by through your body, through different aspects of your body and through your physiology that fall in love with the lower nature. And then that's how the ajogam get into your body. Next thing you know, now people have to perform exorcisms on you. You see, they didn't get in through your spirit. It doesn't work that way. Or people say you sold your soul. Can't sell your soul. It's not yours to sell. You see. But it's time really to, like I said, um, look at the seriousness of what's being required in this in this time and you know, within your own secret space and in your own private devotional um, where you've truly been and where you truly are. And if you're creating an environment and even a family ministry that allows for certain virtues or principles, or I'm just going to say our new virtues and our new principles to truly be distributed in a way that's healthy inside of your home, or if you're just pulling a little bit from this, but then primarily making your investment in a temporary secular world. I promise you, if that is what you're doing, um, you're not going to last too much longer because the suffering that a lot of us are, are undergoing or have undergone in life, those that pivotal suffering that's brought us to this place of Anu, many people have come through suicide attempts, financial ruin, divorce, emotional desolation, you know, I, listen, I, I get all kind of testimonies of how people come into this information and come into this new environment. You were you went through those situations a lot of times because of your own poor decision making, but also so that you would be properly prepared for the suffering that's truly coming in the world. Most spiritual people, gurus or whomever have truly suffered truly suffered and I can speak personally 
I tell you some things right now that make your head spin around that I've gone through. So I'm prepared. I, I know what it's like to, you know, feel desolation at a level where you, you think you're going to die. You know, you, your feeling is so strong on your spirit and your body. You don't feel like you're going to make it another night. I'm going to die tonight just of hurt, just of pain, just of desolation. You see? And those things, they prepare you for the ordeals that are coming. They prepare you. You know, how many tragedies you look at in the world, floods, hurricanes, things like that, that people don't survive because they can't go 24 hours without eating junk. They literally begin to lose their rational minds if they can't get processed sugar inside of them, inside of their bodies. I guess they they don't know what it's like to go a couple of days without eating. I do. You see. So the suffering that a lot of you may be experiencing, and I'll get into that in another time, is preparing you for something. And it's truly making you the weapon. You're looking for the shrine implements and and, and your, your, your guns and your swords and your knives as the weapon. You're the weapon. It's you. And I'll get into that. I got something for you. All right. So with that being said, I know this may be was a bit more somber uh, than maybe some of you were prepared for. But like I said, we're in a serious time right now. And in this serious time, we have to, men have to do serious things. Women have to do serious things. Children have to be protected and fenced in so that they can be prepared to be serious people. All right? So this is all about the kingdom of Anu. And reclaiming and restating who and what we are as divine beings and the people from heaven. That's all I'm interested in at this point. So you, you might you might have even noticed or you might see that there's less podcasts or the, the information, you know, uh, may be a little different. Because honestly, at this stage of the game, I'm just not that interested in talking about certain things. I have to be totally honest with you. I'm only really interested in talking about the things that um, I'm called to by the Most High and I'm urged to share with you by the Most High and performing my duty and, and my job as a coordinator of a community I, I mean you might get a little joke here and there but honestly I'm not really that interested in anything else or anyone else alright so you know just give that some some thought let that mull over a little bit in your head and you know see where it takes you for those of you who are in our new and those of you who are looking to come in it's a time for seriousness. Until such time, this is Chief Yuya signing out. Peace.